0: Welcome back to episode number two of our Husker Women's Wednesday podcast, powered by Emeritus. Today's guest just finished up season number 23 with Husker Volleyball, Jolene Emrickson, the athletic trainer who has been around. And we, we had some, a lot of suggestions, a lot of requests for you back in the fall, but it's a busy time, so we're glad to get you in the studio. Thank you so much for taking some time.
1: Thank you for having me. Excited to be here.
0: Well, you just uh, heard me say season number 23 that you just finished up. Can you take us back to the beginning? How you even, in the first place, wanted to get into athletic training?
1: You know, I don't remember what took me in athletic training. I was always involved in sports and athletics, and I played volleyball, um, you know, middle school, high school, uh, other sports, danced. I was always active in things, and that just kind of was the natural progression. Um, I had some injuries towards the end of my high school um, years, and it just kind of put me in the direction of helping athletes and, and still being involved in sports.
0: That's amazing. So you're from Colorado. Yeah. Tell us how you wound up at Nebraska in the first place.
1: I was uh, doing an internship at the University of Denver, and I was working with their men's lacrosse team, and I was looking for graduate positions Uh, at the time that's what you did once you finish your undergraduate degree in athletic training you would go on to a graduate position uh, where you could find one colleges and universities have those and that way you get your master's degree and get more experience working on your own as an athletic trainer and I remember coming into the training room one day and our head athletic trainer he looked at me and he was like have you ever thought about going to Nebraska I was like, no, why? And he's like, they're waiting for your your information. Get it in the mail. I'm like, okay. Wow. And so I sent all my information here, and they brought me out for an interview. And 22 years later, here I am.
0: That's amazing. So, So we were talking before we started recording about Coach Cook when you kind of got into the full-time position, he was a big advocate for that. Can you tell us that backstory and, and how he was instrumental in, in you getting that full-time position here?
1: Yeah, so as I was saying, I was a graduate assistant through athletic medicine, and that's a two-year position. So as that time was coming to an end, Coach Cook wanted to have consistency in that position, and he saw the, the benefit of that consistency instead of every two years having somebody else coming in. Yeah. and Trying to learn what's happening on the volleyball court with the different athletes, Um, he just saw the benefit to that, and so he kind of found the 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 loophole, I like to say, in turning it into having it turned into a full-time position. He really fought for that, and I was temporary for two years, and then it became a full-time position. So,
0: you know that, and that was another thing we were talking about, just with with that that specific story, but then so many other things, how he's able to see maybe what's going to be needed in the future and be okay with being ahead of the curve and, and wanting to be ahead of the curve. How important is that as a head coach? How much have you seen that be so beneficial to this program?
1: It's huge. I, I mean, his foresight and things is, is kind of amazing when you're thinking about it. Sometimes people only see so far or in that season. And it's like the minute we're done with season, he's already looking towards the next season. What do we need to do in order to be successful? And he's looking at that not only in terms of on the court, but the health of the athletes, what Brian and I are doing with them, um, and making sure we're, we're staying on top of things and kind of ahead of the game and with the, the newest things that are out there or the most beneficial things that are out there. So
0: take me back to when you first get to Nebraska. What, what did you know about Husker Volleyball? What did you quickly learn about
1: Husker Volleyball? I didn't know a whole lot about it. Um, my dad's always been a Husker fan, football fan, mm-hmm. so he would always watch you know, Husker football, and I never thought too much about it. But I remember my first red-white scrimmage in the Coliseum, and it was a, a full house. I mean, it was sold out. And I remember calling my parents when I got home, and I'm like, it was a red-white scrimmage, and it was sold out. And they're like, oh, that's great. I'm like, no, you don't understand. Like, they were playing each other. They weren't <laughs> even playing another team. So it was, it was a definite wow moment and kind of, it's like, wow, this, this is something special, mm-hmm. and I'm a part of something now, and where this is going to go. And it, it was a pretty amazing experience.
0: What were those matches like in the Coliseum?
1: They're intense. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I miss being in the Coliseum and just the, the roar of the crowd around you. I mean, they were just on top of you. And, you know, I remember sitting on the bench and people would walk behind and the, the, the floor would kind of move as they came <laughs> behind you because they were just so close to you. And, you know, you'd come out of there and your ears were just ringing. Um, it was such a great environment, and it was so fun to see how the fans got into it. And they really understood the game. And I, I don't think I'd ever experienced that before in that type of setting.
0: You know, when you talk about when you first started and and where athletic training was, what are some of the biggest changes of how things have evolved and and how you are taking care of athletes from then to now?
1: Um, I I think research and practical things have brought us to where we are. Um, A lot of the new technologies that we have, a lot of things that make the athletes feel good, that are more accessible. It is a lot different now because it is so accessible to the student-athlete. And the student-athletes are um, contacted by different companies from NIL. And and, and instead of going through us, you know, where we would bring in something new, I may see it from an athlete first, which definitely changes kind of how things are done, but not in a negative way. Um, I think it benefits the athlete all the way around.
0: You were saying, too, prevention is a big part of it now, too. What, what goes into maybe preventing those injuries as opposed to treating those inter- injuries?
1: Well, I like to look at it. You know, a lot of times we're correcting faulty movement patterns, mm-hmm. um, and, and a lot of times the athletes are like, well, I've been doing it this way my whole career. You know, why is it bothering me now? It's like your body can only do something wrong for so long, and then it's going to say, hey, wait, I can't do this anymore. And it's going to let you know that. And so a lot of times with an injury we're kind of breaking it down and correcting those faulty patterns but we like to get them when they first come in as freshmen and look at their movement patterns and we do um, some testing on them and we try to see what is already happening that could potentially create an injury in the future and so we try to put together programs in order to prevent something from happening. You know, they're here to play volleyball, not to spend their time with me in the training room. Uh-huh. Um, it's the double edge of my job. As much as I like to hang out and spend time with them, they're here to play volleyball and we try to do everything we can so that their time is spent on the court and enjoying that part of it and being able to be healthy with that. So it, Brian, our strength coach, and I work a lot together in, what the athletes are doing. Uh, You know I have my rehab side of it and then when we put them into the the weight room and the program that a freshman will start with down in the weight room is a little different than what the other athletes Mm who have already been here and who are established. So we like to make sure that their movement patterns are in a good place before we start trying to put weight on them or muscle on them so that we're we're giving them the best possible outcome that they can have so they can continue to play successfully. So they want
0: to compete, right? They want to be out there and but injuries are inevitable. How do you balance making sure that hey, we are not I guess setting ourselves up for further injury but also understanding that they really want to be back out there. I mean, just that, that fine line of wanting to be able to be out there and compete for their teams but then also, hey, let's not risk further injury.
1: Yeah, that's usually a hard topic with the athlete because mm-hmm they wouldn't be here if they didn't have that personality of I want to be on that court no matter what. Yeah. Um, so it is that hey we need to take we need to take a step back and if this is causing you pain we want to make sure that we get that taken care of so that you can finish out the season without any problems or if this is something that is preventing you from playing maybe we need to look is there is there something else going on here like maybe we need to do some diagnostic checks on it. Um, but it's it's That's a hard conversation to have with the athlete. And and it's the mental side of it is huge when an injury comes into play Mm -hmm. because we can do everything on the physical side, but they've got to be in the right headspace to, okay, I need to work and focus on this right now so that then I can get back out on the court and be the best that I can be. And it's important to do those foundational things to get back out there. Um, So it is kind of a fine line of, can they continue to compete and participate with the pain or what they're feeling? Is it safe for them to do that? Or is it time to, we need to take a step back, take them out of some things and allow them to heal and get them where they need to be so that they're pain-free?
0: Have you found athletes have become more accepting maybe of, okay, coming in to see you immediately when things are, I guess, you know, when you talk about the prevention and, and the evolution of an athlete and realizing that it's much more than just getting in the gym and spending extra time, but understanding that part of it, the rehab, hey, I'm maybe feeling a little bit here, or this, can you take a look at this? I mean, has that evolved too with the athlete in the sport?
1: Yes and no. Um, it kind of depends on the athlete uh-huh. when they come in. Yeah. A lot of times the freshmen, when they get here, they're trying to prove that they should be here. So they don't want to say something. Right. If something's bothered them mm-hmm. because they feel like, well, if I'm not out there, you know, they're going to think I'm not putting in the time and the effort that I need to in order to be part of this team. And so it's having that conversation of, hey, they've all had to go through this too. It's okay to miss a couple of workouts or miss a couple of practices so that we can get you feeling better. And believe me, they've all had to have those moments too. Not everybody comes through here and has a breeze through their entire career while they're here. Um, so it, it really it depends on the athlete, but they're also gaining their trust in me at that time and understanding what I do mm-hmm. and what I'm there to help them with and being proactive on that side. So sometimes it does get to the point where they're feeling it where I do have to step in and pull them out um, before they will truly do something about it. But yeah, it's it can be a <laughs> difficult situation at first. But once they understand it, then it's usually not an issue.
0: Huh? Fascinating. So that first national championship—you've been a part of multiple conference championships, national championships, some special teams. Mm-hmm. That first one, what was that like being a part of that first national championship?
1: Well, that was a great team. Um, that team really had to kind of come together. We were, you know, we didn't have a, a huge roster, and we had dealt with some injuries and things, and. So everybody really just kind of pulled together. I I remember that season because we didn't have a lot, you know, of of people to come off the bench. It was, if you guys feel anything, you need to let me know because we (laughs) really need to stay on top of it because we we can't afford to lose anybody at this point. And I think after the 2005 season where we lost to Washington, it was just a heartbreaker. And everybody came back just focused and knew what they wanted and to be a part of that, it was incredible. I mean, that, that's something that I never thought I would be a part of, you know, going into this field or probably growing up and watching sports. It was like, wow, that would be so cool to be a part of that or I wonder what that experience is like. And to actually get to be a part of it was pretty special. So it's every one of them is special, You
0: know, you know, You talked about the sellout in the Coliseum and being wowed by that. But you look at where this program has come and everything just that we saw last year. Was there ever a moment throughout your career like, wow, I'm a part of something real special here?
1: I think I feel that all the time. Uh You know, it's just, you know, there's those moments where you, you know, it's a big match and you just feel the crowd and hear the crowd and you look up and it's just people everywhere. There's not an empty space. And... You just think to yourself, this is pretty amazing and not a lot of people get to experience this and be able to experience it from my perspective. Um, So, yeah, I've been very thankful for that and appreciative of being able to be a part of this team and the opportunities that I've, I've had because of this team.
0: That's amazing. What what's been your perspective of of Coach Cook and where he was when you first started working for him and where he is now and how he's evolved as a coach and, and been able to stay so successful as a head coach?
1: Coach has involved or he's evolved quite a bit since my first years here and I think he's relaxed a little bit more and um, worked on his relationships with the players and. Um, he just he again it's it's trying to stay ahead of things and seeing what's happening kind of in the world and with this age and what age it may be through the years um and just adapting with that and reaching out to people to help him with that um he hasn't been afraid of that, and just having that growth mindset is is huge, and he's not afraid of that, and I think that's really been able to bring him to where he is now.
0: So for you, when you you started, you signed on and you got that head or that full-time position, what's kept you here so long? Why have you wanted to stay with Nebraska and Nebraska volleyball?
1: I think being a part of such a special team and understanding, you know, how important it is to Nebraska and the foundation that is Nebraska volleyball and, and the culture and everything that they continually work on. You know, that's not something that happens with teams everywhere. Um, and just what we continue to build every year and that core of the Nebraska values and, and what Nebraska volleyball has been from back in the early days is still there. You know, there's, there's when the freshmen come in, each, each class is, has different responsibilities when we're on the road. And so the freshmen, their job is the med bags, so they have to get the med bags off the bus and take them to my room and, and, and keep an eye on them. And it's interesting because when uh, Janet Sellen came on as our um, physician, Janet Cruz, she we were on an away trip, and she's like, do you need help with their bags? I'm like, oh, the freshmen will get them. She's like, oh, they still do the med bags? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, did you have to do them when you were in? She was like, yeah, we had to do the med bags. So I'm like, this goes back a lot further wow. than I even thought it did. So I don't even know when it started, but, you know, there's certain things that have been there that predate me by a long time. So it's been kind of fun to see some of those things, but it's just those core values that continue through the program now. And you know, it, you really know that it's something different than a lot of other programs around the country.
0: That's amazing. What what a cool perspective, because I wondered, I was up watching the national championship match when they were filing in, wondered why Bergen Riley was carrying one of those big bags. That's, that's yeah, fascinating. Yeah,
1: it used to be, I had two bags. My first, I don't know how many years I was here. It was, a, I had a med bag and then I had an equipment bag. And now I think there's five, you know, so it's, and I'm shoving things in there. So there's a lot of, that's evolved in a way. We take a lot more on the road with us than we used to, you know, a lot more recovery type Uh things. When we went to the Big Ten, it was all of a sudden we had to play games back to back where we used to have Wednesday, Saturday matches. So you'd always have a couple of days of recovery in between there. And then all of a sudden, okay, we're going back to back Friday, Saturday. How are we going to get them to recover overnight? So looking into things for that. And so, yeah, our our equipment has definitely increased since we've (laughs) I first got here. It's changed a lot. It's good thing had a lot of freshmen last season. Yeah, that did come in handy. There's been times <laughs> where we've only had, you know, a couple and it's like, oh, how are we going to get this done? Okay. You know, and we make it work. Everybody pitches in. So.
0: Oh, that's awesome. I, I ran into Jalen Reyes today and told him I was interviewing you and, and he thought it'd be cool to talk to you about. He said, you understand the sport really well and not all the time with trainers do they get into sp- sports that they do understand it. But how much have you found learning the sport, understanding the sport has helped you in doing your job as the trainer for this program?
1: I think it helps a lot because when I'm when I have an athlete who's injured and I'm rehabbing them and I need to get him back out on the court, that rehab has to be sports specific. So I need to understand what is being asked of them out on the court, what movements they have to do, what Um, what their position entails. I need to be able to get them ready to get back out there for those duties. So understanding what is asked of them and what that movement entails, I think is a huge part of rehab and getting them back out onto the court.
0: Throughout your your seasons and every year you have injuries, you deal with comeback stories, but do you have some favorite stories of athletes that had to persevere, overcome, and, and maybe get through some things that were really hard that maybe not everybody understands how hard it was behind the scenes?
1: Yeah, I've, I've had a few athletes over the years. You know, Christina Hotelling comes to mind because, you know, in 2006, she was out with shoulder injuries. She had to have shoulder surgery that year, and um, having to, you know, watch her team win a national championship when she wasn't able to be out on the court... And, and getting through all that um, Haley Tramer when she was here she had a few different injuries and you know she had a great mindset of you know I'm gonna get through this and I'm gonna get back out there to compete And even when she wasn't able to be a part of the on-court team she was still putting a lot in from the sidelines and you know from a leadership type position and I mean, I could probably name others but there's always somebody who's kind of persevering through a lot and, yeah. and getting through it. You know, I know last season was tough for Lindsay and, you know, but she was pushing through, you know, every day and, and working to get better. And, and every, every rehab isn't the same. Mm-hmm. You know, you, ha- you can have two athletes with the same injury, but they both can respond differently to the treatment or what you're doing. So you have to adjust what you're doing. Um, and the healing process isn't always the same with everybody. And so that can always be difficult for that athlete and myself as well because you want to get them back as soon as you can. But sometimes it's not going to be in the time frame that we would like. And helping to support that athlete through that. and
0: Yeah, you know, I, the, the rehab process can be a, a lonely time for these student-athletes when they're yeah. having to be in there by themselves. I mean, I toured both my ACLs and it's just rehab can suck sometimes how and and the sports psychology department does a great job here but when they're in there in that room going through it and it can be a hard time you have to probably balance that and and making sure that you're there for them in that aspect too just beyond the physical part of it but the mental part of it and making sure they stay up during that time right
1: yeah yeah try to identify some of those things so if we do need to reach out to somebody else that we do that um But yeah, it's it's keeping them positive and there are those parts to rehab where it can be boring. You know, you're doing the same exercises and, you know, we try to increase it or make the difficulty, increase the difficulty on it. Uh, But it's, yeah, it can be repetitive and daunting at certain points and being able to point out the little milestones, you know, like, hey, look. Look where we've come from mm-hmm. two days ago. We've made huge strides. And, yeah. you know, we're continuing to, to move forward. And, you know, now that we're here, we can start looking at working towards this next goal. So sometimes it's, you know, they're looking at this larger goal of being it back out into full participation. But we need to break it up into smaller goals that are achievable and to keep them positive and moving forward. And that can be, you know, that's where that mental aspect comes in.
0: Absolutely. Have you found, too, just um, maybe mindset changing once they go through something like that? They're sitting on the sidelines, they're learning, they're having to... It always kind of brings a new appreciation a lot of times for these athletes.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of like, how can I help my teammates from the sideline? You know, I'm standing out. I can see what's happening on the court a little differently than they can. So how can I help them or see it from a different perspective where they may be struggling in a certain situation. It's like, hey, this is what I see right now going on. So you can actually be a huge benefit to your teammates, even though you're not on the court with them right now. Mm-hmm. And being able to understand that and embrace that part of it is is very important. And not everybody does that, but it's, it helps to keep them involved. And trying to keep them involved as much as we can is important so they don't feel like they're not a part of the team.
0: Absolutely. What's beach season look like for you?
1: Beach season is fun. It's a little bit more laid back. Um, looking forward to going to some nice warm destinations and being in the sand and being outside. After being indoors for so long, it's nice to get out and experience some sunshine, even though it's, uh, you know, Nebraska in January and February. Sometimes we don't quite get that warm weather to get outside, but, you know, we'll take it when we can get it. And luckily we have our own indoor court, so we can practice. And, and But it's fun. It's laid back. It's it's good for the team to be able to focus on something different and takes a little bit of the strain and stress off their legs of having to jump on a hard court every day. So it's, it just, it's a nice change up.
0: Yeah, I was going to ask you, is it good, like better for the body, maybe to change it up to, to, is the sand, how does that impact an athlete's body differently than the court?
1: Yeah, you have to use your body differently. You know, you, you have to use your feet Um, you've got to be able to move your feet and and move in the sand and our sand is a little bit more difficult than probably most sand courts other places because it's very deep so they've got to learn to move and instead of being on a hard surface and they push against it the surface doesn't move on a hard court so it it gives you something to put you know get force against In the sand you push off of it it moves away from you so you have to move your body in a different way so we, we come across different issues with them being in the sand that again Brian and I work on how can we counteract that what do we need to do so that that doesn't become a problem the longer that we're in the sand and so every year we're working on that and but it's it's great for their bodies because they have to use them differently and engaging different things and we love it for the foot and ankle stability And you have to have that foundation to keep everything healthy and safe further up the chain. So it's a lot of benefits to the sand.
0: If there is a young girl listening in or a young young person listening in maybe thinking about getting into athletic training, what would be some of your words of advice?
1: Um, you have to love what you do. And, you know, you're, you're not going to be the person out there in the limelight. And a lot of us athletic trainers like to be the person behind the scenes and, you know, not be out there or, everybody sees you Um, and understand people understand the human body Um, it's a lot of time that you put into it Um, you spend the hours are long Uh, a lot of times you might be waiting for an athlete to come in so you might have some downtime but then you can be completely uh, you may have six people coming at the same time so you may be inundated, inundated so it's You have to love sports. You have to love fixing things. Um, Another part of my job that I like is the fact that everybody is different. So you are constantly adjusting for that. Mm -hmm. It's not the same thing every day, even though it does kind of seem like the same thing every day. There's always different nuances to it that are different. And being able to figure out puzzles, basically. Yeah. is so I got to figure out how to get this athlete to understand what I want them to do and how can I break that down and and find those certain movement patterns or those foundations of that movement pattern to build them up to go further. Great perspective.
0: Just, um, you know, when, when this whole year was done and um, you kind of had some time to reflect on it, how did you reflect on this past season?
1: You know, I mean, to start out with... Uh, with the stadium match, mm-hmm. you know, that, that was huge. I know other people have talked about it, too, or when they first started talking about it, you're like, oh, is this, is this are we going to be able to do this? Or this is crazy, you know, we're going to be outdoors, and August is kind of a tough month weather-wise. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I, I had to deal with other things that I don't necessarily have to deal with on an indoor court. Yeah. Um, I do have to deal with it a little bit in beach, but it's still on a different scale when you're talking an indoor sport and outdoor setting. Um, but that was just an amazing, amazing moment. You know, I remember the flyover, and it was just like goosebumps, and to be able to be on the field when that happened was, yeah, I don't know words can really say. You know, that's something that I'll remember always, and then the way this team just really continued to flourish and get better every day and continue to, work towards their goals and not letting things stop them and to be undefeated up to the point that we were, you know, that's pretty tough to do, but their mindset was great and they never got too big for themselves. They were all still very humble and knew what they needed to work on and knew what they wanted to achieve. You know, just, um, this past year,
0: I know. I mean, you started off talking about the Coliseum and being sold out at the red white scrimmage and volleyball's always been big here, but just the, to be a part of women's sports, to be a woman in sports and to see the growth and how many women are involved in sports and, and across the board with all athletics. How special has that been for you to be able to be a part of it, have a perspective on all of it?
1: Yeah, it's it pretty amazing, you know, with the stadium match, what that did for women's sports. And to have that be seen, you know, all around the world is, is pretty cool. You know, I, you know, there used to be times where we'd be excited if there was a moment on the ESPN's top 10 list. You know, it's like, ooh, you made it. And, you know, that would happen once every few years. And now it happens a little bit more often with social media and more access to video. And, you know, we're on TV more so that those opportunities are more out there but to have that many people want to come and watch a women's sporting event is pretty special and the fact that after that everywhere we went this season every place was sold out so everybody basically had an attendance record wherever we went and even teams that we didn't play they were having attendance records so it really just brought the notoriety of the sport and women's sports out or up there and to see that happen is, is pretty cool, you know, because back when I played sports, when, there wasn't many opportunities out there for, for women. I mean, you played in high school and played in college, but there wasn't really pro opportunities and things like that. So it's, it's great to see how the sport has evolved and women's sports in general has evolved and, and just seeing where former players, where they've gone on to play and have those experiences overseas. And now that we have the pro leagues in the U.S. is pretty amazing. And I hope that they are able to really get, a, get grounded and, and flourish and continue to be successful.
0: Oh, Great stuff. Jillian Emerson, I appreciate your time. I could have asked you a million more questions, but we'll let you get out of here. Thank you so much for, for spending some time with us and uh, giving us all the, the great stories in the back, background. And I, th- I think Husker fans will appreciate getting to know you a little bit more. Thank you. Emeritus is proud to power Husker Women's Wednesday in all of women's athletics. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Husker Women's Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to. Never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.